0: Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as breathtaking as a Jonas Hector brace, fancy advice as shocking as Erling Haaland missing six clear-cut chances and two pundits who are about to produce their most off-the-cuff episode ever. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Thurgood. This is Talking Foosball Fantasy Season 4, match day 31. And joining me, as always, I may actually have to stop calling him the fantasy Fußball got after what happened in mid Week, but for now it is Flo Reinecker. Flo, t- talk to me, my friend. What what happened?
1: A <laughs> a bottle both late kickoff times again. So I left players on the bench, which wasn't that bad in the end because it was Lina and Dahoud, and they didn't pick up many points. But I forgot about changing my star man, so it would have been Kostic and Guerrero if I had. But I, I I did stuck with Mukiele and Dekunku from the early Tuesday game, so that was definitely bad form. Did cost me ten points. Would have been enough to pick up more points than you, James. So yeah, well. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But I poked too much fun because I only got two more points than you despite you having all these problems Yeah. Um, but I, you know what I, I actually I had a midweek to forget as well I wasn't particularly happy with it you know two of the players I brought in were Eric Dorm and Jonas Hoffman who scored two points and three points respectively I went for the differential star man in my back line on Wednesday night and went for Ben Bayini over Guerrero that did not work out at all and Andre Hahn didn't even play so yeah I had a few I had a few mishaps in there as well I was actually really grateful For the fact that Roland Shalai and Christian Gunter were in my team, that allowed me just to have 14 points in the bank ready to go. Because, yeah, there were more pressing things to do with my transfers in midweek than worry about actually getting rid of two players I knew would be picking up 14 points. Um, And so, yeah, then now we get to hold on to them for this week. But it was a a bizarre midweek as a result. And there are some very good form players that I think we need to start talking about because we talked a couple of weeks ago about the template being torn up. I think we're starting to see a few template players in merge for what could be the last, you know, couple of match days of the season. And we are only a few away now before the end of the campaign. So it's exciting times. But as we mentioned, it is an off the cuff episode. And admittedly I completely forgot to send out a response or a request for listener questions. But luckily one was sent in anyway, which we can dive into. So from at Bayfalbe Man09, he says question for the match day thirty one fantasy manager show with Holland in a strikers goal slump. Is it the right time to drop him? especially since Dortmund play Wolfsburg. And who is a good replacement, he asks. And he says, by the way, I have Valt Vekors. And I have to say, the first response here is that I am jealous that you stuck and and stayed loyal to Valt vehicles because it was a cracking decision over the last couple of match days that I wish I had made. But Flo, what's your take on Erling Haaland?
1: Well, I mean, at least he got the shots uh, against Union, uh, so I think that's like I'm I'm worrying more about the matchup than about Haaland not hitting the back of the net because I mean the game before the Union game he did score twice against Bremen, so um, and I'm not sure why he didn't take the penalty against Union, but I mean you you're looking as if he did.
0: Erling Holland, he did take the penalty. Yeah. He missed the penalty
1: against union Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he missed it. He missed twice. He missed the first shot, and then he missed the rebound as well. You know and what, then Royce had to was, settle it all up.
1: I was so caught up with the Bremen game. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I got that uh, Dortmund got a, a controversial penalty, but I, I missed that it was missed. Well, don't, don't you well, worry. As, a, as we said, me. this is an
0: off-the-cuff episode. I'll be honest. I haven't watched all the highlights from midweek either. Yeah. So... I have read about the Werder Bremen incident, but I haven't seen the Werder Bremen incident. So you're not alone. Don't worry.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, I've just seen the Bremen game. After that, I didn't have any taste for the rest. I know the stats, but I... I haven't seen the game, but yeah, thanks for, for looking at me like I'm an alien. So I, I instantly knew that something was wrong there. That
0: was it. I was trying to work out whether you had, had swapped the, the team name as opposed to the incident. But then I was like, no, he is talking about the Union game. But yeah. I mean, to be honest, like this has been a wild week in the world of football. I think it's fair enough. And that's why this is an off-the-cuff episode, because I think both of us have been pretty run-to-the-mill this week. Yeah, but, but Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, last time I said that I think you can drop Haaland, I think he yeah. did score. What, what was it? Four goals? No, three goals. It was. Huh? Wasn't that bad?
0: Oh, oh, back in the first. Yeah, yeah back in the, in 2020, yes, so there was you, a, you, a situation. You never
1: know. with was Harland? I uh, I wouldn't bank on him. So I personally, I I'd love to bring in Lewandowski, and that's a perfect swap from Haaland to Lewandowski because you're freeing up a lot, a lot of money. And that's um, why I'd rather sell Haaland this week than uh, Vechos. So that would be my take. And, uh, I mean, we're not sure how big the impact will be, but Dortmund will be without Mats Hummels at Wolfsburg. So maybe that's giving uh, Vechos another edge here.
0: Although I just want to hesitate because I think if I'm not wrong at Bayfell Bay, Man Zero Nine, who I think, if I'm not right, uh, not wrong, goes by the name of Robert. I th- he's a Dortmund fan, clearly, and he has, I believe, a policy where he doesn't pick Bayern players throughout the entire season. So Lewandowski, for him, is not a, a worthy replacement, but I think it's fair to say that throughout the rest of the show we'll be throwing out a few names that will be worthy replacements. So shall we crack on and dive straight into the fixture list with that Friday night yeah. game, Augsburg against Köln. Uh, now, this fixture has ended in collecting all three points only once in the last 13 Bundesliga meetings. That was when Köln were victorious 3-0 in the very first game between these two teams in Germany's top tier. And I guess the question after what's gone on, not just in midweek flow, but on the weekend and last weekend, Jonas Hector has come out of the woodwork since the international break. Uh, if I'm not wrong, a couple of match days ago, he set up seven goal scoring chances, which was the most of any single match day. He missed two glorious opportunities the match day that followed and then in midweek he finally bagged his brace and I don't know he turned into Lionel Messi for like a, a, a half an hour spell against Leipzig seemingly and uh, the question is I mean is he someone or how seriously should we really consider bringing him in to our
1: teams you could think about it but I'm not doing it I mean he had a had a good game against Mainz uh, too he gave an assist there had 13 points and 5 points at Leverkusen and now like the 21 point explosion but he did play almost as a striker uh, against Leipzig and I'm not sure we're going to see that again especially since Andersen is back with the Cologne squad so I would hesitate to bring Hector in if he were a defender in the game like no questions asked he he, yeah. he should be in our squads but as a midfielder I think um, and with a price tag of 10.5 million so he's not that cheap uh, I personally probably look elsewhere and I'd rather invest in the Augsburg side on Friday evening I mean the, the Cologne Leipzig game was a it's a free game that sometimes happened. I, I did a list of the matches where the uh, expected goals tally, um, like the, the luckiest wins, if you want to say so for, uh, for this season. And this match was on uh, four there. Uh, Cologne did pick up uh, 0.6 expected goals and Leipzig um, handily over two. Uh, but in the end, Cologne got the win. But five shots on goal for Cologne, twenty-three shots on goal for Leipzig, uh, and Cologne won that game. But still, Cologne wasn't really able to create much, and that's what giving me pause. And I'm, I'm, I mean, it's it's a really really tough match to predict the Augsburg Cologne game. But Augsburg is going into this game, and they basically know if they win. Win and in, if you'd like to say so. So uh, if if they can definitely clinch, uh, not being relegated, uh, I'm not sure what the positive term um, is for that. But survival. <laughs> yeah, they can they can clinch their uh, survival with a win against Cologne. Uh, I I give him a small uh, them a small edge, especially since we know it's hard coming off a win like the one against Leipzig to get emotionally. Uh, 100% concentrated on a match, uh, the Augsburg, especially since it's already on Friday.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. I, I just wondered whether this is the classic type of game where Augsburg will maybe take their eye off the ball a little bit because
1: they have that cushion above the yeah, drop zone. But
0: like, and Köln just being uber motivated might
1: be give them the edge. Could be, but I don't think that Augsburg feels like there's a cushion. That's probably fair. Because Hertha is sitting on uh, the relegation playoff spot. They are um, seven points behind Augsburg, but they have two games in hand. So it could be that Augsburg is only three points ahead of Bielefeld and Bremen if you make a virtual table with Hertha winning their two games in hand, which are against Mainz and Freiburg. So it's not... Out of the equation that they could win these games, and uh, I think that Augsburg will be aware of that fact. And like in their mind, it's Bielefeld at thirty points, who's actually like the threshold for the relegation playoff spot. Because yeah. um, the other stuff, the matches uh, has uh, will have to be played, and uh, you can't calculate with Hertha not getting something out of that. So. Yeah.
0: Okay, well then who who are you investing in? If, if Augsburg are now the more investable side in this game, who are you looking at?
1: So I think Iago is a great pick for 3.6 million left back. He already was back last week, but we saw Heiko Herrlich. And that's also, like, that's another argument for Augsburg taking the Cologne game very seriously because uh, Herrlich um, almost just fielded his second squad at Frankfurt. So we rotated the whole team. Uh, so they are now rested against Cologne. Um, that really, there's a boatload of players that didn't play um, at the start at, at Frankfurt. And uh, Iago is one of them who I expect to be back. And for that price tag, um, we know he likes to get forward. So uh, he's a good choice. And in midfield, Vargas and Hahn. Also, guys, I look at I'm um, playing out of position, your, your poster boy, uh, James. Well, so, yeah, um, I mean, he
0: didn't play midweek, so he didn't come no. off the bench either. So well rested, and I'm. Yeah, I'm, and
1: Vargas too.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I'll be honest, I, I I, anticipated him being dropped in midweek. And if I had had an extra transfer and Danny Olmo and Angelino hadn't been dropped from the Leipzig squad, I probably would have got rid of Andre Hahn. I'm now hoping that it kind of works out on Friday night, where I might have a Friday night midfield involvement without having to make a transfer, yeah, which does please great. me. And Andre Hahn, yeah, if he is out of position again, because it's not like Niederlechner did a lot to really keep Hahn out of the squad. So, uh, yeah, I, I do like my chances with Andre Hahn.
1: No, it, it really, to me, it felt like Herrlich was saying, okay, the game at Frankfurt is a bonus game. If we get something out of it, fine. If not, I want my important players to be rested uh, for the game against Cologne. What I don't understand then is that he fielded Urukai, who was on his fourth yellow. He did pick up his fifth yellow, and he's a key player and now missing against Cologne. Yes. Like, you, you're doing this whole. Three, three dimensional chess, and then you're missing that. Like, that was, yeah, that that, that was probably not the best he could do, but still, Khovalev can uh, slot in there for Udo Kai, but still, that's something that's definitely not ideal for Augsburg.
0: No, definitely not, and and this is it. I mean, it's a weird Friday night game where you kind of you you want to invest in the Friday night game, but it's not the easiest to invest in. And I think we've picked out some good players in there. It's not to say that it's really necessarily going to be this, you know, mega fantasy points haul. Because as we pointed out, I think last week Augsburg down there with Bielefeld in terms of least shots per game, um, and so yeah, it could be it could be a gritty gritty Friday night. But, game. Uh,
1: Cologne is close to the bottom as well. <laughs> that's true. So. In terms of
0: the chances they concede, yeah, that's it. Uh, so yeah. it could. Be that both just break the trends completely. We'll see what happens. But let's move on. Wolfsburg against Dortmund have touched on this already. But Dortmund have scored in each of their previous twenty-seven Bundesliga match days, with their only blank this term coming actually in a 2 0 loss to Augsburg on match day two. We've talked about the striker conundrum. But if you were to pick a player from this game flow, who are you picking, and how do you feel about this fixture?
1: Uh, not good, James. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling that confident about. Any player, I have to be said. I'm just not sure what's going to happen in this game. I think you can stick with your guns with Guerrero at least, because like uh, defense is where the options on high-priced players who can really have peak performances are slim, and that's why I'd like I'd rather sell Haaland and get in a player like Lewandowski than selling Guerrero and not knowing who to bring in, who really like has a high percentage chance of outscoring Guerrero. I'm, n- I'm not sure. Maybe it's Angelino, the guy I- I'd look at. I, d- but I don't
0: know. I don't know. I don't like his form since his return, I'll be honest, Flo. <laughs> and now Guzman doesn't seem to like it well, either. Well,
1: he didn't really return. I mean, he played 45 minutes and then he didn't play at he came on uh, off the bench at Cologne I expect him to start against Stuttgart um, Stuttgart is like Stuttgart is the first team who could like say okay it's summer holiday for us we're not doing anything because they th- are sitting at 39 points there's nothing going to happen towards the relegation zone but they already four points clear of. The seventh spot, which could or could not be enough to get into the conference league. And I'm not sure that's something that really motivates uh, a team to play in like almost a a fourth tier European competition. If like the plans we (laughs) were were happening since our last recording uh, would have come uh, to fruition. So. Yeah, um, maybe Angelino, but that's the only one I'd look at. So Guerrero would be my pick here.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with you. It is a it's a tricky one to call. I mean Volsberg. They, they were one of the best backlines in the Bundesliga and then they have started shipping goals for fun in the last couple of games, um, admittedly not in midweek. But uh, it does lend itself to this unknown quantity that this match is uh, in in a fantasy sense. So I'd agree with you. I think Guerrero's is a safe pick. Santro becomes, for me, more interesting after this game because, yes, he is back. It's good to see. Uh, and he did make an impact off the bench and ultimately his return should help Players like Guerrero, like Haaland. But yeah, I prefer him after this game against Wolfsburg. I wouldn't necessarily be dying to bring him in just yet.
1: Yeah, although they, after Wolfsburg is Leipzig. so No, yeah. oh, that's
0: true. Um, Sorry, uh, yeah, you are right. <laughs> I mean, um,
1: yeah, but you could be right. So Leipzig could clinch the Champions League playoff spot now. And then Sancho might actually be an interesting differential next week with Leipzig uh, having nothing to play for. So... uh Yeah, I'm not counting that out. It's just not like next week that he's playing now at Wolfsburg and then it's Leipzig. And I mean, the same goes true for Haaland, uh, of course, as well. So these are definitely players I'm not that keen in uh, to signing. So I'd I'd rather stick with my Frankfurt assets because they're playing now at Leverkusen, but then it's looking nicely um, uh, for Frankfurt. So... Yeah, I have to
0: admit, I wasn't thinking of selling Holland before we started recording Flow. But you're starting to make a more and more convincing argument. I mean, my other problem is that I've got Alexander Zurlot, and I'm not sure he's necessarily a lock to start for Leipzig against you know Stuttgart. So oh, I,
1: I can tell you a secret, oh, James. Yeah,
0: you've, t- you've tapped up Nagelsmann already. Yeah,
1: he's no lock to start. He's no lock to
0: start. Great. That's yeah, then.
1: like any other Leipzig <laughs> player, almost.
0: <laughs> so. That's great. My position has changed. Absolutely not yeah. at all. <laughs> so I'm still just as uncertain. Um But yeah, no, I, this this Haaland idea, or the, the idea of selling Haaland, is is getting is becoming more and more interesting. But let's move on to Freiburg against Hoffenheim. Freiburg, well rested, of course, because they weren't in action in midweek uh, that game against Hertha postponed. Uh, but they have won both of their last two home games in the Bundesliga, keeping clean sheets in both and scoring six times. Freiburg have also emerged victorious in all of their previous three meetings with Hoffenheim. So in terms of a player pick here, Flo, who are you going for? Uh,
1: it's a tough one, but I'm sticking with my guns with Christian Günther. Uh, I, I think he's showing good form in the late run of the season. Uh, I also like Sharla as well. So I've got like, I, I did the same as you, did stick with my two Freiburg assets and they are in my lineup. Also, at least these Guys uh, delivered, although they didn't play. But yeah, Günther would be my pick, and Shala is also nice. And I mean, Kaderabic, I was waiting on that performance while I had him in my team. But of course, he pops off uh, a game like this. If if like he's not uh, in in your squad, Kramaric is back on the track. But as yeah, y- you definitely could go Hoffenheim, but um, I feel. I mean I talked about Stuttgart not having much to play for Hoffenheim I mean there's a slight doubt left that they will stay up with 35 points but still like the the big pressure is off for Hoffenheim right now I think so I'm not trusting them at Freiburg but uh, but then
0: but then in the midweek performance flow doesn't make any sense because they were 2-0 down at halftime against Gladbach they should have just not done anything but well, they had
1: 30 like, 30- uh, two points in midweek. Okay, now so th- th- they're sitting I mean, at thirty-five. So you
0: feel like the three-two has put them over the hill? Now yeah. they can kick their yeah, feet yeah, up. Yeah, I think I that, mean, that it's, was it's like that,
1: that. was a big effort, and maybe now like some of the pressure is gone, and it leads to letting it slide a bit. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just not like if you would um, invest in Hoffenheim, definitely Baumgartner, Katarabic and Kromaric. Yep. A good option in a, in a vacuum, I just don't trust them because we've seen them having good and bad performances really on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this not, is not something where I like to hang my head on.
0: No, definitely not. I mean, I I commentated their game against uh, against Leverkusen, which you know basically felt like one final Monday night protest from the players uh, because it was such a poor game, and they only had two shots on goal in that entire game. And now they had nineteen against Gladbach, even though they were two 0 down. It's an interesting dynamic. So I agree with you; they're not the easiest to pick from. I actually I was convinced you were going to throw out Baumgartner though as your as your pick as opposed to Gunter, but I don't mind the Gunter pick at all. Let's move on. Union against Werder. Now Union haven't tasted defeat on home source since. The campaign's opening weekend. They've claimed six wins and eight draws in the capital across the 14 games that have followed. How do you feel about this one, Flo? Because, yeah, it's a a big one for Verda, but there are some interesting fantasy players involved here.
1: Um, Yeah, I I definitely would go the Union side, Uh, although I've got this, I like it. I an inkling feeling in the back of my head that now that everything looks really bad after that loss at Mainz, they will emerge with a win at Union, which might be a deciding one in the relegation battle. I'm not counting that out. I, I have some hope, but if I had to bet, uh, I would still like, if you give me even odds, I'd still bet on Union. Because um, they just—they are the better side this season, w- without any question. And of course, one who's pivotal to Union is Max Kruse, and he would be my pick. But this is not a match I'm keen to invest on at all. Yeah, I, I, I would just look elsewhere because it's like it's not a standalone fixture. You don't have to force the issue and bring in a player uh, of Union or Bremen. Maybe Trimmel is interesting because, like Bremen. Sometimes uh, is prone to be <laughs> vulnerable after set pieces, so that that's definitely something that that could happen, especially since Toprak is still out, which really hurts.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, I, I agree with you. It's, it's not the most investable game, and so I wouldn't necessarily be really picking anyone out. I was happy to throw Milot Rashica out as a as a Vegas choice in midweek, and it wasn't the worst choice. But uh, you know, you guys racked up a fair few shots, and he wasn't involved in the majority of them actually, which I was a little disappointed to see because yeah, it,
1: he had a bad game. Yeah. I'm not sure. So you you said you didn't see the game. So you no. you didn't see a, like set a corner, and after that there were three against one. So three brain, Bremen players being able to counter attack, and in the end they didn't like they didn't even get a shot on goal because Rashid said first he had trouble controlling the ball, then like he's like he's called Rocket then. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, then, then, then show it. Like he was like <laughs> if if we had so much time and, and Eggestein, like then he played a bad pass to Egerstein. Yeah, Eggestein wanted them to like uh, let Katé run by him, but he that just stick his foot out and got the ball and then that was done. That was so stupid. And yeah, he, he didn't have a good a good game at all. Bremen Minds what well, the game as a whole was a lot of sh- uh, shots 19 shots Bremen 13 shots Mainz. yeah uh, and
0: Robin Robin Quison was the one you wanted I think he had seven. Seven. Uh, Quizon didn't play. You, you uh, mean Onisivo? Uh, Onisivo. Yeah, that yeah. is exactly what I meant. Uh, yeah. Not Robin, but Karim. Um So yeah. yeah, no, that's it. He had sev- seven of my shots on goal, and wasn't wasn't a bad player to have on that occasion. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with all your points. And and if you did bring in Rashid to midweek on a Vegas choice, I, I wouldn't necessarily say he's the the worst one. You know, you could you could stick by him. You could stick by him.
1: No, you you, you can keep him. Uh, I think he'll keep his place. But maybe um the patience with Kofa will run out if he has another performance like uh against mine, yeah,
0: just I thought that goal would just kind of open the floodgates a little bit, you know,
1: Could be, yeah. Yeah, if, I would have hoped so certainly
0: doesn't always happen that way let's talk about Mainz uh, who were Bremen's opponents and uh, we'll move on to their game because they are this weekend at home against Bayern now Bayern have scored 20 times across the last four games against Mainz they've won 6-0 6-1 3-1 and 5-2 great news for fantasy owners and a certain Robert Lewandowski is looking to make up for some lost time if he does return from injury in his race to break Gerd Müller's uh, all-time goal scoring record in a single Bundesliga season and that's not great news for Mainz because, uh, on top of that, they haven't beaten Bayern since a 2-1 win in the Allianz Arena back in 2015-16. You,
1: you know who scored the winner in that game?
0: Oh, don't test me because I should. I 100% should. And I want to say it's someone like Adam Scharlow, but I think he was at Hoffenheim at the time,
1: actually. It wasn't Charlotte. Um, One of my... Steffen no, one of my favourite players. Of all time? <laughs> of all time. That's stretching it a little bit. But is, is he still at Mainz? no. Ah, rubbish. Well, he's still in the helped. Bundesliga, James. Still in the Bundesliga. Oh, that's so everyone out there, you can have a guess in your, in your head. I was going
0: to say, now you can you can definitely have a guess. A Mainz player that's still in the Bundesliga. Yes. Hold on, wait, hold on, like, come on. What?
1: And he's a striker.
0: And he's a striker? Yes. Hold on, what Mainz strikers have been bought by other and Bundesliga teams? She, At some point, this penny's going to
1: drop. He born in South America. <laughs>
0: Wait, who am I missing?
1: Who's still active? Mm, he's pretty athletic, but oh. sometimes doesn't oh, take
0: no, every no,
1: opportunity
0: not John. <laughs> not John it is John of course of course it's John yeah Mr. Hon Hon Dad, oh, that, 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 that annoys me it took me that long to get to but I'm glad you let me get there in the end admittedly with a fair few clues but
1: uh, back then I was uh, head of the Hon Cordova uh, fan club yeah and, uh, so I, I fondly remember him scoring the winner
0: it was it that was I was trying to work out which Bundesliga club has bought a striker off of Mainz that's still you know do you, you think of you, you're not Yoshinori Muto's or your Shinji Okazaki's and things like that. They've all moved on. Like Very few have stayed in the
1: Bundesliga. I, I was thinking you're going you go Uja or stuff like that. That would also be yeah, um, Uja, yeah. possible. Yeah.
0: But that, yeah, Bayern. Uh, I also knew Uja hadn't scored against Bayern. That's the problem.
1: And I, I think in at that season he already was at Bremen. But like that, uh, it's all right.
0: Yeah. It's all right. I, no, I really appreciate the quiz question. Actually, that was a that was a nice
1: break. I, I think it took too long. So, <laughs> so sorry, sorry to everyone out there. I hope you enjoyed having a, a small trivia. Quiz. Well,
0: go on. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Talk. Tell me about this game. Mines against Bayern. So, Hon Cordoba was the the man that scored the last time, or the winner the last time. Mines uh, beat Bayern. It's been a rough road for them, and now Lewandowski's returning. How, how do you feel about this game? And, and is Lewandowski a kind of a must-have? You've got to bring him back in the minute he's back.
1: Uh, I I will bring him back, I think, uh, unless there's some like crazy news from, from now till the weekend that all my players all, all of a sudden got injured and uh, I don't have a transfer I can make up front. Uh, I will bring him back. Because like, that's the last goal that Bayern would love to achieve this season is getting the record for Lewandowski, and I absolutely and, and they will do everything they can. And as I said it before, maybe even the referees will get awarded by an a penalty here or there. That's a bit light. And <laughs> calm yourself down. <laughs> I, I can see that happening. So uh, no, I, I I think Lewandowski is like odds on the 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 big favorite to score the most fantasy points from now on until the end of the season until he gets the threshold of getting to 41 because i think getting 40 would be nice but he definitely wants to break the record not just tie it so yeah six goals to go for him Uh, And I think that's an achievable goal for Robert Lewandowski and I definitely want to bank these points Uh, in my account, in my fantasy account.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree with you. I think he's going to come back very motivated. Absolutely. And I mean, I guess the other thing we should maybe talk about with Bayern is Jamal Musiala, because last time we recorded, you weren't so hot on his prospects, and he kind of proved you wrong in the two games that followed. Yeah, definitely. But he is expected to be dropped this (laughs) weekend, because I think Leon Goretzka is expected to return, and Lewandowski as well, which kind of drops everyone back a little bit. So there's a chance that Musiala won't start. But if you had him and you rode him for those two games, uh, you know just under two million in terms of his price tag well played to you
1: yeah definitely I mean we were high on him two weeks back so yeah but uh, I definitely didn't expect him to start last weekend yeah that's all score two correct. goals right I think that was the biggest surprise <laughs> but, yeah I, I was thinking I had one good and one bad take the bad take was Muziala, but I had a good one too but I'm not like I'm not getting there what the good take was now but, but
0: you're asking me to go back two match days uh. flow <laughs> <laughs> no, don't no, no, know how We're quite meant to remember that.
1: I, I'm just trying to defend uh, you myself You know what, here, I'm pretty so, confident yeah. in,
0: in every show we've ever recorded, Flo, you've had one hot take that's been really good <laughs> and one hot take that's been really bad. Normally, I probably have about one that's good and three that are bad over the course of a, an entire uh, episode, I reckon.
1: No, <laughs> no you're doing fine,
0: I, I This season, I've certainly, I've acquitted myself much better, um, but there are a few a few odd ones. What was it? It, it? Actually, it was midweek. Midweek was the perfect example. My two super. Nephian, Moray, and Doom both didn't start their matches. And I just went, oh dear, that's, there you go. Those are the ones that I've kind of stuck my neck out a little bit and uh, had it chopped off.
1: Um, yeah, but I, w- I was on Dom as well. And I mean, in the, uh, like, in midweek fixtures, predicting the lineups is always so tough. So I don't think. You, you should beat yourself up if you invest in a player who in the end isn't starting because it's like really tough to predict
0: well it's alright Eric Duhm can make it up to me this weekend uh, starting with the game against Leverkusen sure, so. which yeah. is the, the next game we'll move on to we are one game short with the Hertha Schalke game being the final of Hertha's uh, three games that are postponed of course they have now released the dates of that six games in 20 days for Hertha to close out the season nice not yeah I mean uh, you can look at it both ways right they'll know exactly what they need to do to survive but six games in 20 days to to save yourselves not the most uh, enjoyable situation to find themselves in but let's focus on Leverkusen against Frankfurt Uh, now Die have won the last five meetings with Eintracht on home source scoring at least three times on each occasion but Frankfurt are vying for their first ever Champions League qualification. They're guaranteed a top six finish now which is already a success for the Eagles But in terms of this fixture fly, I mean, I'm reading a stat like that, you know, they've won the last five meetings. They've scored at least three goals on each occasion. I'm going, yeah, but I can't see that quite being the case this time around. Leverkusen, very different side. Yes, this upturn, uh, in form under Hannes Wolf has been decent. There's no
1: upturn in form. I would like, there's an upturn in result. I, I, I don't see an upturn in in form. That's
0: an interesting. Okay. That's an, uh, that's an interesting debate. Yeah.
1: I mean, they, they they were sitting, I think at Forty-four percent possession in a home game against Cologne, and they had like they had six shots or stuff like that. And Cologne had fourteen. You or got 15. counted a
0: record. You counted a record for their season against
1: Leverkusen. No, I'm, I'm like that's Leverkusen's fool's goal under Hannes Wolf. Yeah, they did pick up seven points in the, but they did like who who were they getting points against? Schalke and Cologne. They won. And they drew at Hoffenheim and they lost at Bayern. So that that's it.
0: But they showed up the back line, right? And then that, then Bayern tore that apart. And the problem is I look at a game like this against Frankfurt and go, Frankfurt will find the same vulnerabilities.
1: Yes. And like they, they don't have a clue what to do going forward under Hannes Wolf. They're just relying on the individual quality of the players. And... I personally don't think that's going to be enough to beat Frankfurt.
0: No, I agree. I agree. So, I mean, how? How? Well, who? Who are you picking from this game? I mean, is it? Is it the obvious choices—the domes the Kostic, the Silvers—or is yeah. it someone that could be a differential here that you fancy?
1: No, well, I. I don't think you. You like. I'm not sure how popular the uh, Frankfurt players are because they had a tough run of games. But I think all three of these players are, are good and. Uh, probably like Silva the most because he's so re- uh, reliable shot producer. But I, I like all three of these, and I, I, I think that Dorm is to start. But like he's the only one where I feel like maybe yeah, he's not in starting eleven. I'm I'm not sure. Like how, how good was Chandler when he did play?
0: Uh, again, I didn't watch the full game. What I did yeah. see, he didn't turn up or pop up a lot in the highlights
1: let's say yeah but well, i'm not sure that that hutter will probably look at the whole game not just no, the highlights that's,
0: that's very fair so i'd hope so <laughs> 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 but I, I just wondered whether so was I'm, rested. like
1: i'm not i'm not 100 sure with Doom. Yeah. i expect him to be back but like there's there's a uh, some of that and like we're recording the the that's the problem with mid week fixtures you usually we have to, a few days after the match day before we record the next part, and now it's yesterday and tuesday and we both had to work so yeah <laughs> uh, pardon us
0: yeah, um, yeah meanwhile the, the whole football like, world was burning behind the scenes you know so <laughs> there was just a, a small matter of a well. super league that was trying to create
1: and and, and then usually like, if bremen loses i, I, I like a totally lose interest in the game of football itself for uh, yeah, a yeah. decent stretch Of time. So, yeah, that's also... Adding to the problems. No, I,
0: I agree, but I mean the good thing is, yeah, in, in the midst of all this, the Bundesliga has still served up some very good entertainment, even if we missed some of it during midweek because it was all just too much. every day and again, <laughs> it's a bit too much football, and whoever thought you'd be complaining about something like that? But uh, uh, we are, yeah, as we said, nearing the end of the season, so we're not too far away. And then we got the Euros, but you um, won't be getting a fantasy podcast from us during that, so don't you worry. There will be a bit of time off. Let's move on to the next game. Then, if it really is, the, you know, the, the usual candidates in that game between. Leverkusen and Frankfurt, let's move on to Leipzig against Stuttgart because, I mean, this is an interesting one as well. Leipzig currently proving the biggest bottle drops in the Bundesliga because they've had the opportunities and they just haven't been able to pick up results against teams they really should have picked up results against Hoffenheim and now losing to Köln and now they're at home to Stuttgart but they haven't won any of their last three games on home soil which is their longest dry spell ever at the Red Bull Arena and meanwhile they have never lost to Stuttgart in this fixture they've played five times previously they've won four, they've drawn one and so you would hope that maybe they can keep that track run going, but the form hasn't been great from them, and the rotation hit us all in midweek. Whether you went for Olmo or Sabitzer on the weekend, you got hit, and that was maybe the saving grace for whether you went for Olmo or Sabitzer Is at least the other option got hit too in midweek, but where are you at with this one and, and can we actually rely, Flo, on Leipzig to deliver for us now?
1: Yeah, I, I think you can rely on Leipzig, especially since Stuttgart also lost four out of the last five matches, so it's not like they're gleaming with uh, self-confidence and, like I said, their season is basically over and uh, I think that Leipzig will uh, do uh, all they they can to secure the Champions League spot, which they will have if they just win this game and I I think that's motivation enough to, to seal things up. Yeah, that's why I'm banking on Leipzig and Stuttgart. Also, like, they concede a lot of shots on goal, and that's what I like about this game. And you said before, I think, 23 shots on goal at Cologne, so at least there were shots created. um, Probably not by the players you had in your squad, but at least some merit. And I I got a question because I went with Mukiele and I brought him in myself because... I saw the lineup and Kicker had it tactical-wise as a three-man back line with Halstenberg uh, uh, playing as a center back. Uh, but they play, were playing with a four-man back line and Halstenberg as a left back. And like, if I knew that, I probably would have gone Halstenberg over Mukiele. But, uh, like, these are just like you, you don't really know that. Haidara did play on the flanks with the three man backline before. So it wasn't like that was out of the question. That was the issue. So, I, I like, somebody hit me up on Twitter and asked uh, about Halzenberg. That was my reasoning with going with Mukiele. Yeah. But, like, I, I still think you can trust your Leipzig assets as long as they're really. Yeah, uh, set to start. Do you count Ancelino in that? Yes, I do. Because we
0: talked about, you know, his form before his injury wasn't great. He had dropped off a little bit in terms of his output and production in the final third. He came back, he got brought off at halftime, Nagelsmann, talked about the fact that he wasn't pleased with Angelino's performance, wasn't giving enough in that role and was finding himself out of position, then gets dropped in midweek. And I have to admit, you know, given his price tag um, of over 16 million, I'm a little bit worried as an owner as to whether he is just actually uh, taking up a big budget hole in my team when I don't need him to. Because there's no guarantee that the upside is ever going to show up again for Angelino before the end of the season if Leipzig have nothing to play for.
1: Okay, I I think the upside is there if he's in a starting lineup. And I feel decently confident that he's going to play. like Unless Nagelsmann wants to teach him a lesson of some kind. And I can't gouge that yeah I, I I still think that he'll start and then I would be happy to have him in my squad. I don't have him right now, and I'm not sure that I will be able to bring him in, but he's definitely on my short list of players I might bring in tomorrow.
0: Ah, interesting Yeah, that's uh, that's good to hear I guess as an owner and so I, I mean is this the game in terms of flexibility that you're looking at as the the prime target or is it maybe our next one which is Gladbach against Bielefeld and you know come, we might as well segue into it that worked out quite nicely because Gladbach and, and Bielefeld close out the match date and having gone nine games without victory in all competitions prior to that 3-0 win over Schalke Gladbach were on a four game unbeaten streak up until their midweek loss to Hoffenheim and it, admittedly uh, that was a game they probably shouldn't have let play out of their hands. Meanwhile, they're coming up against Bielefeld and only Schalke have found the back of the net fewer times than Bielefeld this season. Is there someone to trust in this match day, flow? And as I said, where are we looking for the flexibility this weekend?
1: I still think that um, Lina and Benzebaini are both decent choices in defense. Uh, I like Jonas Hoffmann. As a midfield differential option, he's high priced, but we know he can deliver. I expect that uh, Gladbach will be the better side in that match, and they are able to at least create a lot of shots against Bielefeld. I think that's possible, and Hofmann will have a hand or feed in it pretty often, especially because of his set piece duties. So I'm, I'm pretty high on Jonas Hofmann. And up front, there's turam and Player, who are decent choices. But, like, the the role uncertainty with both of these guys that, like, it's not like one of these is always playing as an out-on-out striker. I have player I probably have to stick with him because I'd rather have player on a standalone fixture and then sell Haaland to get in Levy, who's playing at the same kickoff time than Haaland does. But, like, if I would set up my team now with unlimited transfer, definitely wouldn't think about player as one of my choices so he's not a player I'm keen to bring in but I'm willing to ride it out with, with him uh, I guess is the best way to to phrase it and no interest at all on the Bielefeld side of the ball like you yeah. said they're just creating not enough to really make them interesting for me although they, they had a few players having great performances but that was against Schalke so You should probably discount that.
0: Yeah, just, just a little bit, right? I, and I'm trying to, I was desperately trying to go through my notifications on Twitter to find out who exactly it was that dipped into the Vogelshammer market last weekend. Cause I almost wanted to apologize to them a little bit because it didn't quite work out the way I thought it would. Um, and admittedly, when we were talking on that Friday night about who would be the best options for a striker under, I think it was under seven million or under eight million, I thought about Peter Musa and then ended up not throwing his name out there. Cause I still thought Vogelshammer was the better option. Uh, so yeah, I do I hope it didn't cost you too much in your in your private leagues uh, for going that route. But uh yeah, I think I agree with you, Flo. Ste- steer clear of Bielefeld. Gladbach of the investable market. I brought in Hoffman in midweek, knowing that I would, you know, I'd have this game in the back uh in the back pocket with him, even if he didn't necessarily play. Or do as well in midweek. And he played 90 minutes and only picked up three points. Not the greatest, but I agree that he's a a very valuable pick from this game. Shall we move on to our player picks then and close out the show for this episode?
1: Yeah, maybe um, we should also clarify that Gladbach is then traveling to Munich after this match. But Very true. So, yeah beware of that fact.
0: No, uh, Yeah, very valuable point. Yeah, you've definitely got your eyes on the fixture list ahead and I just don't right now. <laughs> Admittedly, I could, I should just be opening up the Excel file that's done by official DNL. But uh, anyway, Flo, you've got the eye on it. So talk to me about your player picks. Uh, let's start with the Vegas choice.
1: I'm, I'm going with Jonas Hoffmann we just talked about. I think he could be your saving grace um, on the last kick of time of the match. They could have a really big fantasy game against Bielefeld because... Like, similar to Cologne, Bielefeld is coming off a very important win, emotionally straining for them, a hard-fought win against Schalke. Uh, it could be a tough task for them uh, playing at Gladbach. But maybe it's wishful thinking because I'd like them to lose because of the Bremen <laughs> situation, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. But still think, like, Hofmann is coming with risk attached, but, like, his ceiling is like up there with almost best fantasy players, so yeah.
0: Well, the, speaking of the, the best fantasy players, my Vegas choice is, is a man that is in fine, fine form. Um, and that is Jonas Hector. But I think the reason I've put him in Vegas choice is because of what we discussed earlier. And admittedly, he would, he would probably be my banker if he was a defender. I'll be honest. Yeah. But because he's not a defender and admittedly, I only figured that out again, because I, you know, he's not a player that we've really had on our list at all or on our radar as a fantasy player. And I yeah, forgotten... because of
1: that fact, James, I think yeah. we would have talked about him <laughs> earlier. Agreed. If- he were a defender in the game.
0: Very true very true but yeah because of that he'd gone off my radar I'd completely forgotten that he was a midfielder went to look him up today I was like oh he'll be a great pick for my team this weekend and went oh he's a midfielder I'm not so sure about it now which is why he's the Vegas choice because form over fixtures it's something that we do preach every now and again and Jonas Hector is in fine form he's basically trying to put a one man survival show on for the for Köln right now uh, which is lovely to see um, and it was great to, to see what he produced against Leipzig but you don't know whether it's going to continue and let's talk about super Neptune then Flo, who are you fancying?
1: I'm going with Iago um I really like him for 3.6 million I think he could be uh, yeah a great player to to start the match day as your star man and uh unlike myself you not just forgetting to change your star man uh you actually will leave it because he had a really good performance yeah
0: I, I like the pick I think Iago's a, a very good pick at left back especially if he does return I mean because Mats Pedersen from what I did see didn't look great against Bielefeld either so you think they would be trying to get uh, Iago back in uh, as soon as possible and it would be a great time to bring him in for Friday night
1: uh, he, he played 90 minutes uh, second to last match day so he like he's already ready oh, to on go on the weekend
0: I oh, see there you go I was yes. up here from the weekend oh, I love this this is brilliant yeah. uh, you get to you get the real raw effect of flow and I figuring things out and all the the bits and bobs we've missed over a a mad couple of days I had not realized that Iago came back and played 90 minutes admittedly uh, on the weekend so right, that makes the pick even better in my opinion
1: I'm definitely double checking that but you you, go on on there you go uh, yeah he did 13 point. he did pick up 13 points in the goalless draw against Bielefeld ah, so gosh, there you okay, go okay
0: right I should have been paying attention right good to know good to know but that makes him an even better super schnepfen pick admittedly especially with his price tag at 3.6 million I admittedly was initially going to go with Janus Horn and just flip the script and pick the other left back but because I picked Jonas Hector I thought you know what I'll, I'll, I'll change it up and genuinely looking through the, the cut price players and their fixes this weekend you can't really go to any Mainz players they're up against Bayern you know Stuttgart They've got Leipzig. And so I just wonder whether someone like Peter Musa, 6.6 million, the Union Berlin striker, up against Werder Bremen, may actually be not a bad route to go down this week. If you really need to cut your budget, if you're if you're the, the guy that brought in Andreas Vogelsamer and you need to save even more money, Peter Musa might be the way to go this weekend. But yeah, Act with caution on that one. Let me just put it that way.
1: How, how many points did Foguzama get, oh, do, you, do you want me to check? Oh, this is going to be bad. I don't want to you know, check. No, I'm going to check okay, that. You, so you, check. You, you lead to our next segment and, and, and I'm going, going to, to check, check well, uh, The
0: next segment is, of course, our banker. Uh, the, the one that we turn to every week. Um, and admittedly, it's not an easy week for a banker. We've got some big stars returning. Uh, but you know what? I'll throw mine out there first. And I'm going to double down here. On Christopher Nkunku, because he's had a bad couple of games and hasn't scored. And I fancy him breaking that duck against Stuttgart. Although I will throw Olmo in the mix as well, because he did get dropped in midweek. So we'll be rested. If you don't have Olmo in your squad, this may not be a bad time to invest. And I'm throwing that out there mainly because I think a lot of people will already have Christopher Nkunku. So it's a bit of a cheat of a a banker.
1: Yeah, and, and I feel safer with Olmo uh, that he's in the starting lineup than with Nkunku. Ooh, you think, ah, um, that's a
0: tough one. Yeah, Well, with you Norgos never when you're know. Right. Like,
1: um, <laughs> yeah, so we, we've seen him letting Nkunku on the bench at times. So, yeah, there's some uh, some small amount of doubt there, not enough for me to shy away from Nkunku in any way but if you don't have a Leipzig midfielder then maybe although I like Nkunku a bit more when they both are on the pitch um, maybe I'd lean towards getting Olmo in your squad just because I think that after being dropped in midweek he's like he'll certainly be in the starting lineup yeah, for and,
0: and I think a lot of people because they were the Friday night fixture they'll have, they'll have transferred him out so he actually becomes okay. differential this week because I'm not sure Could a lot be, of people yeah. will be looking to bring him straight back in
1: yeah I, I held on to uh, Olmo because I had so many uh, yeah other <laughs> <Priorities>. <laughs> uh, other problems in my squad with suspended and injured players but um, yeah for those of you who sold him maybe bringing him back again definitely not a bad idea and uh, Andreas Foguzama did pick up six points James, so yeah, that was in midweek. Midweek, yeah. What
0: about on the weekend? What was the, What was the game before that? Tell me, he picked up more than six. The game before that. Admittedly, I, I mean, even if he didn't, he's probably still fared better than some of the striker choices I made with my transfers. I mean, a, wow. a, I brought in silver when he scored two points. I had Alaria when he got bet like got dropped. Was well, it hasn't been great for me in the strikers department since the international break? I'll be honest.
1: Yeah, five uh, points for vogelsam oh,
0: Okay. Uh, so unfortunately, if you would brought in Mateusz Kunja, uh, you'd have you'd have automatically got more points, but you wouldn't have been but able but to afford it. you still
1: have like your absinthe to go to with Forgasama. <laughs>
0: That's it, right? <laughs> That's it. Oh dear. Um. How about your banker pick, Flo? I've I've ramble on about mine. We have talked about Nkunku.
1: I should maybe. Yeah, I- you know that I like to play <laughs> yeah. that down the middle, uh, <laughs> and I'm going with Robert Lewandowski. It, it's a good pick. Yeah. Do everything you can to bring him in back in. I mean, it could happen that he will be substituted out early, but I really can see that only happening after, like, he has to have at least a brace before Flick will, uh, like, uh, think about getting him out, unless he's not hurt. So, yeah, definitely my banker pick. Without any question. Yeah, I think I think it's an okay back. And thing. since like no like no real fantasy manager has Lewandowski in a squad. It's now, the long time you can get away with it. So it's, it's like that's the question is how many will prioritize getting him in back and having the funds to do it. So I would definitely I like I I'll bring Lewandowski in period. So
0: you know yeah. what I'm going to be doing everything I can to get him in my squad as well. And I agree with Flo, you should too.
1: But you could be more differential and not bring him in. Ah, no, what
0: are you t- look at you trying to play mind games with me so that you can catch up with me this weekend. No, I'm not having it, Flo. <laughs> leave Lewandowski out. He scores a hat-trick against Mainz. Star hey, you you man, would a-
1: look so <laughs> smart if you bring in Musa. <laughs> you, leave 20 millions yeah. on the table. Musa outscores Lewandowski. And him outscoring Lewandowski. You
0: know what, I f- I'd always like to say we need to set up a challenge. Like, if Musa scores more <laughs> points than Lewandowski on the weekend, I have to do some sort of forfeit. But I don't know what we could do on a podcast, to be honest. It's a tough one. You know what, listeners, if you come up with anything, tweet me. Um, and w- we'll consider yeah. it, uh, because I'll happily accept that. But uh, you know what, it would be an incredible differential. But the problem is, Flo, it's much more likely that Lewandowski scores a hat-trick as your starman gets 30-plus points, and I look like an idiot. So Yeah,
1: but we're, we're <laughs> of so fun in that
0: yeah. <laughs> right I know right <laughs> hey, you've got to take some risks at the top sometimes yeah I know that that's I why I that.
1: always told you. You know, tell I know. you I tell you
0: I know. Yeah. But um, well, we'll, see, we'll see what risks I take and we'll see whether Flow's mind games work on Friday night. Watch me panic tomorrow now and make some absolutely nonsense decision because I've got no budget. But anyway, we'll leave it there, ladies and gents, uh, for this week's episode of Talking Fußball Fantasy. Uh, for now, if you haven't yet, of course, follow us on uh, Twitter, give us a like on Facebook, and join the Talking Fußball Fantasy League. For now, though, from me, your host, James good Flow, and the rest of the Talking Fußball crew, Alfida Hood.
1: Alfida Hood.